Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner, and with us is our most reliable uh, person, another podcaster, Dwayne Friend. Welcome, Dwayne. I don't know what that's saying. If I'm the most reliable, well, you, you the most regular, I guess. There you go. You're, you've, you've been on many, many times, and we always have a good topic. And and this time we're going to talk about a program that's been around in extension for a while, and um, and it is it uh, the Master Naturalist program. Is it uh, patterned after the Master Gardener program that's been around for even longer? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Bill. It is similar in some respects to the Master Gardener program, and both of these programs, Master Gardener and Master Naturalist, are are actually nationwide programs. They vary a little bit uh, from state to state, but in Illinois, uh, the Master Naturalist program is similar to Master Gardener in the respect that um, it's a it's a classroom setting. But another thing that the Master Naturalist program does uh, that's not done quite as much in the Master Gardener program is uh, we try to do a lot of of outdoor things because since it is supposed to be for a a naturalist uh, program, we try to have a lot of field experiences. And depending on the the class that you take in the location that you take, it varies somewhat. But... Uh, we all try to have several outdoor experiences during the, the class session uh, that people would take. And this is really a program that if anybody has any interest whatever in the outdoors, whether it's bird watching, whether it's prairies, whether you have an interest in wildlife, trees, whatever, uh, and especially if you're thinking about wanting to take some of that knowledge and skills that you would learn through this uh course and do some volunteer work afterwards and and get that information uh, get that knowledge or just helping out in uh, in the natural setting um, afterwards uh, this is really a good program for people to take so we really encourage people to that have any interest in doing those things to to contact a local extension office and find out more about it what are the qualifications? Do you have to have a certain skill set going in? And that's another really good question. And that the answer is you really don't have to have any background knowledge or skills or um, anything like that. Um, the, the basic qualifications are you should be 18 or older. Uh, it doesn't require a degree of any kind, any experience of any kind. Uh, you just have to be willing to devote some time to volunteering and continuing education. Now, the one thing I will say is, depending on the location uh, where you take the class, that volunteer aspect um, is is more strongly encouraged in some places than others. Uh, for example, uh, in the unit that I'm in, we, we encourage people to, to volunteer. But if someone is just running to learn more about the natural world and maybe aren't really sure if they're going to do a lot of volunteer work, we still encourage people to take the class because we know that there's a lot of people out there that have that interest but maybe aren't quite as interested in the volunteer aspect, and that's perfectly fine. Each unit does their own um, thing in regard to the volunteer uh, aspect of things, so you really need, again, to visit with your local extension office uh, to find out where those things are at. But, again, it's, it's... 
really something that uh, is not a absolute in terms of taking the course. So what kinds of volunteer work are asked of or in some places required? It's very... Um, very wide ranging. People can assist in management, uh, assist in the management of natural areas. Uh, if they, if they really are more interested in just helping out with office work uh, at different conservation locations, whether they need that kind of thing, that's fine too. Uh, if people would be interested in giving presentations, if they would like to be guides at different places, those are all very good. Um, just acting as a liaison between the different natural resource agencies. It's it's really pretty wide-ranging. Depends on the interest of the individual, uh, but uh, there's a lot of things that would be eligible for that volunteer work. If someone does want to go ahead and become a fully certified master naturalist, uh, once they're through with the course, they're considered an intern. They are required then to put in at least um, uh, well, a certain number of hours uh, to get within about a year to a year and a half time frame to get that uh, certification. Uh, and once they do that, uh, there's still a, a requirement to keep the certification of being a, a master naturalist, uh, of doing, continue to doing volunteer work and continuing to get more education along the way. And uh, offices around the state provide plenty of opportunities for that continuing education. Uh, again, pretty wide ranging in what would constitute continuing education. And um, some some offices do field tours where they take uh, maybe even a busload of people to different areas. And may sometimes this is a, a one or two day thing. Other things may be just seminars, webinars, those types of things. So it's pretty easy to continue with that continuing education aspect. Sounds really interesting. Where can we go for more information? A couple of different avenues for that. If someone wants to find out more about it and wants to visit with someone in person, I would encourage them to go to a local extension office. Or uh, if they just want more general information, do a search for Illinois Master Naturalist, and that'll bring up the website for the Illinois Master Naturalist program where you can find out more information uh, from that site. Sounds good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wastner and Dwayne Friend.